Hello everyone, welcome back to the Geek Wave. This is the low budget show, it's the show solo. Has no budget. And I don't know if you can tell, but I made a huge mistake before I started recording. I ate a bunch of little chocolates. And now my lips are just chocolatey. And I just feel it in my mouth, like the chocolate melting, sticking to my gums. And I'm not starting over because time is already limited when I'm recording this. We have to get through it. Crazy how that works. I I knew I shouldn't have had the chocolates before I recorded. But sometimes you just can't help yourself, you know? You get swept up into the moment. Which is what we this what it's what we're doing here. It's it's what the moment is today. Because we're gonna look at two major streaming services today. And they're two streaming services that are making huge changes to their content and their lives. And we're just gonna be like, um why are we doing this? Interesting. This is also a great time to talk about this. Cause we I do want to talk briefly about the WGA stuff. Not 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 a lot, we'll get to it. There's a couple of things we do have to talk about first before we get into that, just a couple of news pieces. This is pretty much like a holy news episode. We're not doing anything that's not really news related. Following up on a couple of pieces that we talked about before. Either way, you get it. A couple of Marvel things, couple one Netflix thing in particular I want to talk about. And then I guess just like a larger conversation about streaming services, which is one of my favorite things to talk about. I love talking about how streaming services suck huge balls. I hate streaming services so much. But I think we need them now. You know what? We'll get into it. Before that, let's talk a little bit about the Marvels, because the long-delayed sequel to Captain Marvel, which was a billion-dollar movie, but Marvel got scared, so they were like, we'll put two other female leads in there because everyone's mad at Brie Larson. We got the trailer. It looks pretty good. Nia DaCosta is a pretty fun director. I think she's a very competent director, and she has opinions about the Marvel Universe that are very fascinating to hear. So it does feel like she's going to have something to say about this universe. This trailer, it looks very exciting. It, it does feel like a Kelly Sue DeConnick book, so that's kind of cool. I like that vibe. Not a lot of Brie Larson, though. And this is a thing I'm very worried about, is we're going to get less Carol than we should. I think my big problem with that is, and I, I've never been like a Carol Danvers supporter in the comic books, I've always thought she had the the energy of like you know, what's that? What's the dog that's always like complaining in like the Hanna Barbera universe? Like, is it Droopy? She's always been kind of like Droopy mixed with Meg Griffin, where it's like everybody wants her to be like the cool character, but she's just kind of like a Debbie Downer and makes a lot of bad choices, and everyone's like, "Shut up, Carol!" <laughs> you know, that kind of vibe. I hope she gets more to do. I think she will, but maybe she's edging herself out because it's a lot of work and you can make more money doing fast x probably i don't know it's going to be fascinating to see where that actually ends up and how that stays whatever but it's nice seeing everybody it's gonna be fun we're gonna have photon in a movie is that the name they're going to give monica i hope so kamala's back she looks like she's having fun this definitely feels like it was filmed before amon figured out specifically what her character is going to be I might be weird to say, eh, we'll see. Kind of interesting. I'm not 100% convinced on this yet. I will say, though, 
it's the only film that is like completely done where I'm like, you could generally do something to surprise me. I do think Guardians 3 is going to be a good movie. And I do think Thunderbolts and Captain America 4 are going to be very obvious. So the Marvels could be like interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it won't be. Maybe it'll be boring. I don't know how it could be though. I guess what upsets me too is that it, it does it kind of like takes the name of like a female lead character out of the title and replaces it with like this like the namesake of a popular Marvel comic book. So it was Captain Marvel. That's the name of the first movie. And then it's Black Widow. The only two characters on the big screen from Marvel that have female names as the central title. Not Atman and the Wasp. Of course, we have Miss Marvel and She-Hulk on television. But you're replacing Captain Marvel, colon, the next movie with the Marvels to get you thinking it's going to be, like, good. I don't know. I don't like that. But it looks fine. The sets look interesting. The power swapping could be very annoying, but I like all the actors, so it could be fun. Brie Larson looks good. I do like her. I think she has picked a lot of bad projects. I do think she's talented, though, just to say that. But moving away from there for a brief minute, we're going to be sticking in the realm of Marvel because we're going to be talking about Blade, that movie that has been through the ringer because they announced Blade years ago years ago like 2017 i think they announced blade and finally it's supposedly going to start filming in june i don't believe that i cannot wait to see what that script is going to look like because everything you hear about that script it sounds rough but here's the thing about that script too If, if it truly is like a 90 page script with like two action sequences that's a really big step for marvel in a different direction and it could be interesting But then it's like, we're going to get rid of, like, Black Knight stuff. Good, you don't need him. But the current hot goss is that Maya Goth, Mommy herself, Mommy Maya, who is filming Maxine at the moment, will be stepping in to the world of Marvel in the Blade movie. And there's speculation of who she's going to play. Mommy should play a vampire. She's probably going to be Lilith. And I'm like, oh, please, Marvel, you're taking Mommy and you're making her the Mommy of Demons. Like, I... I don't know if I'm going to be ready for that. I have no faith in this movie to have anything cool or interesting to say. But if Maya Goff is in it, I'm going to watch that girl eat a watermelon on a porch. Because I just think she's the best person to ever exist. And she has the weirdest line deliveries I've ever seen. If you have not seen Infinity Pool yet, it's not a great movie. But Maya Goff is so insane that I feel like she'd be a really good fit to bring a different energy to these types of movies. And by that, I mean she's not going to present like these other women or like these other leads. She's going to be weird. It feels like a genuinely weird person entering these things. And we've had weird before, but she is not Bill Murray. You know, she has actual depth to her. That's kind of cool. So Mommy Maya, can't wait to see what you're going to do. Uh, One more piece of news before we talk about some bigger stuff. Guess what? Squid Game is a show I didn't finish because I don't care. Netflix was like, what if Squid Game, but it's America? Because, you know, a a show... Netflix has never learned the right lesson from anything. They doubled down on the weirder stuff. Squid Game, a huge international hit based out of South Korea, right? Is that where it's from? 
and your first response is, well, it would be bigger if it was American. You gotta stop thinking America is number one, you know? I I don't get that anymore, where it's like, you see that worldwide things do better when it's not focused on American characters? Do you, do you see that? Do you see that that's what's going on? I don't know. It's a terrible lesson, and they're still doing that reality show where I think people are suing them, and Netflix, you are the least egregious streaming service we're going to be talking about today. That's not letting you off the hook, because you make bad choices every day. That is what you're known for. Netflix, you are known for stupid ideas, and a American Squid Game might be the most pointless one you have concocted, because we're still getting Squid Game Season 2. So that's happening. Yeah. I don't know. Ugh. I hate it here. I hate it here. But you know what I don't hate is writers. I support writers and I love writers. And writers deserve the world and then some uh, underrated talents. As someone who is a writer who's not a part of the WGA, I 100% stand with anything that organization decides to do. And just recently... There was a huge poll that was done. There was voting done by the WGA, and it set a new record for support and participation with the referendum. And what that means is, let's see here, in a record-setting vote that concluded on Monday, seven, sorry, 97.85% of eligible members of the Writers Guild West and East voted to authorize a strike, while 2.1% voted against. A total of 9,218 writers participated in the vote, or nearly 79% of members eligible to take part. According to the Guild, this level of participation support is unprecedented for a strike authorization vote for the union. What does that mean exactly? Well, I, I might not be the best person to get into this, but essentially this means they are voting that they are going to authorize a strike. So if they go through with the strike, that would mean they are fighting for better pay for things like streaming, streamer negotiations and royalties and that asset because it's because it, this is a new medium. And when Netflix came out and, and everybody was getting this work and there was bigger writer rooms being set up and all that stuff, what wasn't really thought about was like, how are we going to pay the people as it goes on? If your movie does a big opening or your TV show does a big opening weekend and everyone binges it in that week, how do you get paid for that kind of stuff? So they're fighting for better pay for these types of things, for better royalties, for better streaming royalties, for their works and all that stuff. And I say do it. I always stand with talent. I always think there is something to do there. And when you are a writer... It is an important job and something people don't think about is that there are specific writers for a lot of the things you like. It's not always one person with these ideas. It is a room of people coming up with these stuff. And the fact that they're like, well, we should vote. We should vote yes on this is important. And I do hope that these writers get their better pay. There was also a couple weeks ago in talks about this thing, um, this this idea came up that like they like they were gonna vote on like the use of like AI generated stories and like Chat GPT and those kind of bots producing content. They were like, should we allow for assistance in writing them or let them write themselves? It, it sounds like they want to ban it, which is a very important thing because 
if you are a writer and you let a producer or a studio know that you are important and they can have a bot write something for you, your job is over. And it's a whole other conversation I don't want to get into right now is what artificial intelligence could do to kill art and creativity. But essentially, it's uh, it's good that the WGA did this. I think it's important to talk about, especially when I am somebody who covers this kind of stuff, that this isn't always going to be straightforward. There are things behind the scenes that are worth talking about. And seeing that the WGA is like, well, we deserve more money, we deserve fair pay, better pay for what we're doing. Because there's been reports even of just like, you can have a hit TV show on streaming and somebody who made a sitcom that's in syndication on television that you hardly watch is making more money than you in residuals. And that is insane and should not be happening. So change it. If there is a strike, I am for it. I will support it. I don't think content will ever like cease up because of it but to know that the wga could be turning the table on this is very important and worth talking about so i stand if the wga do what you guys got to do in the meantime let's talk about some really annoying (laughs) things happening in the world of streaming which does tie into what we were just talking about it is important if these things are all about to come to fruition, that the creatives on them get better compensation than just being a, a, a name, you know? I'm looking at this another article right now from the Los Angeles Times called We Can't Afford Another Writer's Strike, Not Hollywood, Not LA, Not the Country. Well, pay people more, you know? I don't know. It's crazy. I don't know. I, I'm not really going to read this article because I, I have a feeling it, it might be one note. But either way, I don't understand the economy. And this one goes into like there's a housing crisis. Yeah. How did that happen? People doing wrong shit again. Weird. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about two streaming services doing some weird stuff. Let's start with talking about Warner Brothers Discovery again. They have been talked about to death lately. Zaslav doing weird stuff. Gun comes over, changes the game. It's insane. We, we talked about them a couple weeks ago, actually, because it was the 100th years of Warner Brothers. And now after the 100-year celebration, they're just like, guess what, folks? We're changing the game once again. Do you like HBO Max? Do you? I know you do, because HBO is a name synonymous with good content. We're ditching the HBO. That's right, folks. Forget everything you knew about HBO. The home box office is dead. We're killing it and replacing it with three letters, M-A-X. It's Max. It's Max. What does that mean? Maximum potential for shows that no one's going to watch because you're killing a brand by getting rid of HBO. I understand from the Discovery and Warner Brothers standpoint, you want to have your own name. And HBO had to go, but I'm just like, that's like the only good place for really prestigious television right now. Look at how many people talk about Succession and Barry and The White Lotus and The Last of Us every goddamn week. Every week. They're talking about it constantly. 
I really like Perry Mason. I'm really excited for that weird White House plumber show that's coming out. HBO is a really good brand and a strong one, and you should be using it. You should be using that for your prestigious, good television, because when people hear the name HBO, they instantly think, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on HBO. They make good stuff over there. You know what people hear when they say HBO Max? They're like, I guess they made Doom Patrol. I don't know. You should not lose the HBO thing. <laughs> Max is being the rebranding, whatever happening this year. So May 23rd, I do believe, is when this is happening. HBO Max and all of the adjacent stuff connected to it will be swapping names. We're just going to be calling them Max Originals. And with that, we have a bunch of bad things happening. <laughs> oh, uh, There is, again, I, I don't know how deep I want to get into the streaming hate right now. But you have this in the MGM stuff with Amazon. And I'm just like, I can't keep doing this. You know, I... I hate having to show up every week and be like, announce for a streaming service, a property you're familiar with. It's so exhausting and so uninspired. Aside from that, you took away the prestigious name, which is bad. You are having a terrible time with your content. And I guess this works from a rebranding standpoint because now everything you make post what's out now serves to benefit the overall plan. So... Max is going to be the smushing together of the Discovery Plus and HBO Max titles. All of your favorite shows, I guess, will still be there. Maybe some of them won't. Are they going to be putting the Sesame Street episodes back on? Are they going to still have their deal with TCM for older movies? Are they going to have the deal for anime? I don't know if any of that will still be happening. I'm hoping it does. I really do hope that still happens because I said it for a long time. If there was a proper release and set up for HBO Max, which there wasn't because they couldn't push things internationally properly. A lot of those shows went to streaming services and other places. Even where I'm from in Canada, the HBO Max originals are put in the HBO umbrella under another banner. It's exhausting. It is exhausting. So maybe if Max goes well, they will rebrand it and they could potentially publish that independently. So if you wanted to watch all those, you could just get the Max app, which is what I would do. Because if there was a place for me to watch old Sesame Street and old movies and anime and just catch up on these shows from HBO, from Discovery, because Discovery does have some interesting content to watch documentively, I don't know if it's as good as Nat Geo, maybe just because I like the world, but there's just stuff there. So that's kind of exciting. I, I don't hate that at all. It's fine. If I'm not mistaken, there was three platforms that you could choose from. And I'm not going to give you any context for these, okay? The first one, it looked like it was going to be expensive right like i think it was 12.99 was the first one with ads now now here is the thing i want to make abundantly clear i support ads on streaming services you have to have new income coming in you cannot rely on the 12.99 a week from the one person you need if if, uh, if you want to make more money you have to have other markets wanting to market on your thing it's a smart idea i have no problem with that 
It's a great concept. If you want to pay more for an adless service, that is also a great idea. So they have an ad-free service that is $15.99, which is a really good idea. Cool. You pay a little more, you don't get ads. That is fine. Every one of these streaming services should have ads. I don't care what you think. This generation needs to know commercials exist. You play them before an episode, after an episode. You don't have to play them during a break of an episode. It works fine. Ad-free. Cool. A little more money. Here's what's insane. Ultra ad-free. $20.99 or $19.99. What does that mean? What, what do you mean you have two alternate versions of an ad-free service? One of them is ultra. What does ultra ad-less mean? Because if you're paying for the ad-free one, what does ultra ad-less mean? That sounds to me like you're putting ads in the ad-free service. What? So you have three different options to pay for this, which is insane. That in itself is so bizarre and is deadly. Nobody is going to want to pay $20.99 for the service. You shouldn't, you know? And this is like, it's hard. It's hard to talk about this. Any, and I, I, how do I say this? I guess if you are doing a streaming service, you should aim for a higher jet like demographic, which is why I don't understand why they pulled HBO Max off because kids, and I mean this as best way as I could, kids aren't paying for this. Kids can watch YouTube. Kids can watch YouTube Kids for hours, and it doesn't cost anything. As much as YouTube wants you to pay for YouTube Premium, it doesn't cost anything to watch YouTube. It's free, and kids like that. They can go see whatever new video they want for free. So it's the adults paying for the service. Aim for the adult market, which is what HBO did. Now you just lost that brand recognition, and you are actively trying to compete with Disney. Now, here's the thing you could have done, which is synonymous with what HBO and Warner Brothers has kind of stood for for a very long time. You're not Disney. Disney is aiming for the all-ages thing. You can make prestigious, hard, adult content and have people pay for it. Look at how many people are watching Succession and watching Barry, which is aimed for a higher demographic. That is what you should be aiming for. But now, for some reason, Zaslav, because he sees that Star Wars and Marvel and Lucasfilm are making bank on their concepts, on their streaming service, I say that loosely because I don't know how much those shows have made on their service, but somebody at Warner Brother and somebody at Discovery just said, we have to find a way to defeat Disney. The thing is with that too, you cannot beat the name recognition of Disney. You're never going to beat that. You're called fucking Max. Max is not a name for any streaming service. It's a terrible name. You are dead on arrival. I'm sorry. And how are you going to compete with them? You're going to build your own franchises. So I, I understand doing the Penguin Show and Creature Commandos, which both come out in 2024. We will talk a little bit about Creature Commandos in a bit here because they have a cast announcement. But it's like, fine, 
I guess DC is your brand. That's cool. And you have Game of Thrones, but that's also an HBO property. But now you don't want to be that. So, well, they are announcing these properties that should sound prestigious and high concept and adult-oriented and mature, the fact that you are actively doing this to compete with Disney and look like you're able to do the family-friendly stuff just shows that you really aren't trying that hard. Now, a lot of the stuff that they announced, it does sound like it's going to be aimed for a higher demographic, and that's kind of exciting. But we'll see if that actually sticks. We'll see if that actually sticks. So there were a bunch of announcements for what is going to be coming to Max. The original properties they are working on. Robert Downey Jr.'s new show with Park Won Cook. The Synthesizer or The Sympathizer. Cool. I'm not an RDJ guy. I've said that before. Don't really care for that, but I do like Park. So I'm, I'm like, I will. I'll watch it. I like him. It could be fun. Teaser for Penguin coming early 2024. I think that's going to be like their first big push where it's like, look at our rebranding. It's not just stuff you've seen before. We're trying new stuff. So that's interesting. But then, but then, don't worry. They announced a bunch of spinoffs, prequels, retellings of things they have as brands. Do you remember like a year ago when they had like that big press thing? It's like the brands that make money for us, DC, Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, Big Bang Theory, Friends, all of them just got announced with a new thing. So a new comedy series derived from the Big Bang Theory, a new spinoff of the Big Bang Theory. What does that mean? Well, they're probably going to get an actor back or they're going to have a tie into Young Sheldon because Young Sheldon, what network is that on? I don't remember. Is it ABC? Is it CBS? Let me see if I can look that up right now because that is interesting. CBS. Oh, so it is CBS. And they were with Paramount, weren't they? CBS was a Paramount thing? Because they it was like uh, the Par Paramount CBS All Access before it became Paramount Plus. I guess I guess it is a Warner Brothers production released through CBS. That's weird. Young Sheldon is a surprisingly well-written show and has cultivated an audience that is succeeding. It is exceeding expectation of streaming shows. Like it is just amassed a huge following being one of like the best written shows on primetime. So of course they're going to do a spin-off. They're going to be working on a series based on the Conjuring universe and one from the It universe. So horror stuff aimed for a younger demographic. That's kind of fun. I'm on board for that. It's fine, whatever. The Rick and Morty, the anime. Yeah, we'll see if that happens. And they have a, like a Tiny Toons Luniversary. Okay, Luniversity? Luniversity. Tiny Toons Luniversity. I'm guessing Looney Tunes in college or university. That could be exhausting. Oh, Bono's doing something called Peter and the Wolf. That's fine. Uh, the two I wanted to talk about, A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, The Hedge Knight, which is the new prequel from Game of Thrones. That title is clunky as fuck. 
I don't even know what that means. Who is the Hedge Knight? Is that something? The Hedge Knight, I'm looking at it now, originally published August 25th, 1998. A century before, a Game of Thrones, two unlikely heroes wandered Restoros, the Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, compiles the three first prequel novels of George. Oh, fuck you. I can't do this. I can't do this. Is this the Duncan Egg thing? Ugh. I don't care. I don't. I, I just. I'm tired, man. And I think it's you're allowed to be tired. That name sucks, by the way. That is too many words. A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, the Hedge Knight. That sounds. <laughs> look at this. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm just reading this. George R. R. Martin didn't want Game of Thrones spinoff title A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, the Hedge Knight, to sound like Beavis and Butthead. Deadline. What does that even mean? Well, you failed because that's a terrible title and they better be gay is all I'm saying. Or else what are we doing here, you know? Ugh, I I don't I, I cannot get excited for another like high concept fantasy thing of Game of Thrones. They've all been good, but I just I can't do it. I'm just not pumped for that. And something we did talk about last week that it was officially announced now is the Harry Potter series, a faithful adaptation of the beloved children book by J.K. Rowling, who will serve as executive producer. Okay, folks, do we need to get into this one? We talked about it last week. I, I, I stated my opinions on it. You don't have a target audience for this. Everybody who has commented on it has been like, do we need this? Why are we doing this? Can you find kids willing to sign up for this for like seven years? Can you authentically do this for seven years? Who wants this? Who needs this? Is there anything to say? Millennials were the Harry Potter generation. They have grown up and none of it matters now. I don't understand any of this or why we're doing it. I have spoken to death on the Harry Potter stuff. I have actively said and reported countless times over not my genre, not my fantasy, not my concept. And just the idea that J.K. Rowling is still getting names and still doing this, I don't care and I don't like it. And I will, I'll admit, I have hesitations with the Percy Jackson So, like, Like, I don't think it's a great idea to do that either. I do think... The time for a lot of these has passed when the generation that grew up with them aged out of them. I don't know if like young people today care about Percy Jackson the way they do. I I, I think my friend's going to listen to this. I'm going to call him out for a second. I have a friend who was super excited for the Percy Jackson show and says Percy Jackson's his character. That is a grown man now. And I don't know if what he feels about that character and that world is the same way a 12, 13, or 14-year-old today feels about it. And I think that's something to say. There's something there that needs to be said. I don't know. It's weird. And, and Harry Potter feels the same way. Can you effectively get a kid to play Harry Potter for seven years, which is probably going to be more like 10 years because we're going to be filming them fast and hard and it's going to take time? I don't know. This feels like their attempt to keep relevant, and I think, I I think Max is gonna fail. I I think there's gonna, I'm not saying Warner Brothers is gonna be sold off again, but I'm just gonna say this: in the next twenty years, don't be surprised 
if we see another huge studio fail, and that is Warner Bros. If it is absorbed or dissolved like Fox was, don't be surprised if it happens. And don't be surprised if Disney swoops in and picks something up, you know? I don't think they'd pick up DC because why would they want their two competitors? You know, I don't know. Whatever. That is the HBO Max. I say HBO Max, even though that's just the Max talk. Let's jump ship for a bit, and we're going to swim in the water of the streaming wars. We're going to see a like a life preserver thrown out into the water, and it's in the shape of a golden lion, and he is like roaring at us to be like, hey, guys. I can help you. Come over here. Come over here. Let me help you. And we're like, oh, it's the great ship H, HMH. And that's not what it is. MGM. That's the great ship that's coming to save us. We get aboard the ship. And who's there waiting for us when we climb aboard the MGM ship? None other than Jeff Bezos. Like, hey, we bought this for a lot of money. Another big studio dissolved into Amazon, which is terrifying to think about that in the span of like, a couple of years, we lost Fox and we lost MGM to bigger brands. That's scary. I hate that. But they were just like, guess what, folks? Two can play that game. They saw the Max announcement and was like, you know what? Sure, maybe you have The Big Bang Theory and The Hedge Knight and a Rick and Morty anime. But you know what we have over here? at Amazon Studios. Do you know what we have at Amazon Studios? Do you know what we have at Amazon Studios? I'm going to list off the properties they own that they have said we're doing stuff with, which is what I love. I love when a studio or streaming service is like, let's announce a property we're working on, but not announce like if there's going to be a creative involved or a talent in any capacity. It shows good faith. So, MGM is going to be, because they have MGM Plus, I think that's just going to be like an add-on to Amazon. Legally Blonde is one of their properties. They're looking to do both a movie and a potential TV series. Uh, There's been some talks about like a third Legally Blonde, and they're going to try to do that. Sure, Reese Witherspoon's made a couple of shows there at Amazon. Don't be surprised if that happens. I also know, it's not related to MGM, but I just want to bring it up. I also know... Joe Quesada, and I talked about this a couple weeks ago too, made a huge deal to get more comic book content to Amazon, which is smart. And the thing none of these other streaming services are doing is buying the original comic book stuff that makes them famous, you know? You know, if you were smart, you'd all try to go for one of the boys. You try to make like your boys, you know? I don't know. (sighs) So Legally Blonde, that's happening. Amazon also wants to do stuff with Stargate. We hear both film and TV installments are considered, with a movie likely going first. Sure, that's a great idea. Now, what I will give Amazon credit for that I don't think any other studio has really caught on to yet is releasing your movies in a theater and then using the money produced from that movie and bring it to your streaming service, because Air just did that. They did it a couple more times with like The Big Sick, I think. Good idea. I'll give them credit for that. But Stargate movie, raise your hand if you're excited. I'm looking off the ship now into all of the lost souls. I see maybe two people who are like, cool, Stargate, a property I vaguely remember. I guess if you want to do your, you know, Strange New Worlds, that's the way to do it. I don't know. Robocop is also being considered, which is interesting because (laughs) doesn't it feel weird for like, like a mega corporation 
known for treating people poorly and like disrupting society doesn't it feel weird for like that idea and that like stance to be taken for robocop doesn't it feel weird that like amazon i should say the notorious like money hungry greedy corporation that treats its employees poorly is making robocop when robocop was just like this is all bad you're all terrible people you know it it, it just feels weird it feels like we're going to lose the authenticity of RoboCop because I don't want to have to defend RoboCop in here, but it's satire. It's a parody. It's making fun of this world and the people in it. And I think Amazon cannot authentically tell that story. So we'll see. I don't know. It's interesting to say the least. And additionally, Amazon Studios is actively developing a TV series based on fame. Why? Are you making a TV show based on fame? Look, I'm digging Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies right now. If you do that with fame, sure, I'm on board for it. Barbershop, okay. That sounds inexpensive and a name people know. The Magnificent Seven. Excuse me? A Western for TV? What the fuck are you thinking? What are you thinking? I don't care. Like, you did a Magnificent Seven movie, and nobody talks about it anymore. What What is interesting about that well to keep going to? You cannot have an original idea for a Magnificent Seven today. I don't care who you are. You don't. Nobody has an idea for that. And Amazon being like, well, we could get a TV show based out of that. You can't. You know what it'd be? You know what the idea probably is? Seven episodes. Or eight up eight up eight episodes. Seven standalone episodes they come together in eight. I hate my life. That sounds terrible. But that's not all. That is not all they're discussing. They're discussing a new adaptation of a Thomas Crown affair. Yeah. Cool. That's a great idea. You know the people that like Amazon Studios won't shut up about the Thomas Crown affair. Okay, Pink Panther. I get it. A silly comedy? Sure. Jewel Thieves are cool. Make it your Knives Out. But don't you own Knives Out? No, Netflix owns Knives Out. Right. Cool. Poltergeist. Okay. Sure. Isn't that annoying? I hate all of that. I hate every single thing we just talked about. I mean, here, here's the thing. I don't like any of the choices that Max has made where it's like increased price hikes, we're getting rid of the HBO name, and we're just going to be like boop-de-boop Harry Potter again, at least they are capable of creating something that sounds good. Nothing really sounds good about a Thomas Crown Affair again, or a Poltergeist again, or Magnificent Seven again. Those all sound terrible and pointless, and why are we doing those? So, uh, I don't know. I hate all of this. I hate every single thing we just talked about. I think it's all exhausting. It's all annoying. It's all pointless. Changes for no reason. I, this is, this is, this is the death of, this is the death of original content. I know that's really hard to say, but when we just keep doing this, things slip through the cracks. Like, if this becomes the standard, we're not going to have a succession again. We're not going to get a Yellow Jackets again. We're just going to have this forever. And 
God, I cannot wait to see what Amazon's going to try to do with RoboCop. That is messed up. No way it works, right? No way you can authentically do that again. I don't understand any of this. It's heartbreaking and painful and I hate it. And we should just take a break. Every streaming service should just shut off for like a month and just recalibrate. Here's what I will say about Amazon. No, not Amazon. Here's what I'll say about Apple. I keep getting the two confused because they're billion dollar companies, trillion dollar companies even. Here's what I'll say about Apple. They have announced like no property based on an existing thing really they made snoopy and fraggle rock and they got frog and toad but those are like animated kids programming that they can buy and create they haven't been like we're gonna swoop in and buy all the rights to the divergent series and do it properly they did foundation and nobody talked about it and no one's talking about it so they're just like well we don't have to try again really they don't have their jack reacher they have smaller shit like that Apple's still my favorite. Everything's weird. So out of both of these announcements, the Mac stuff and the MGM stuff, I have to say the one that excites me the most is, I don't know because I hate both of it. I'd rather, I guess out of anything that they could potentially be making between all of those, I guess the one I'd want to see the most is a Big Bang Theory spinoff. But... I don't really want that. I guess I would say if they do Pink Panther right, but they won't. <laughs> so it's all stupid. Everything sucks. We should just, uh, to all, we should all stop, you know? I'm going to be recording a review for The Mandalorian soon, and I'm just like, maybe it's time to stop making, like, worlds. Can we just not? Does everything have to exist as a brand, you know? <sighs> go watch Smeagadoon. That's a good show. Okay, that's enough. W what do you guys want to see? Do you like any of this announcements? Does any of it excite you? Or are you just tired like I am of this constant whatever, none of this matters, it all sucks? That's how I feel. I want to know what you think. Are you going to pay for Max for $20 for the Ultra ad free? Are you going to watch Magnificent 7 again in 2025 when it's made or whatever? It's all weird. It all kind of sucks. So that is going to do it for this episode. God help us all. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel. As always, you can check me out on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. I'll catch you in the next one. Have fun. Stay safe. Good luck.